Hello, welcome everyone. And this is Grace Asagra and this is Quantum Nurse out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. This podcast was created for dementia caregivers to have a rewarding life. Today, we have a special guest and I am, I reach out to him all the way from the Philippines. His name is Nap Napoleon Yam or Napoleon Encanto. Welcome, Nap, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so everyone, good morning or good evening. Yeah, <laughs> I hear the chicken at the background and it's obvious <laughs> that it's morning there and it's evening here in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. so Napoleon Yam is a bachelor degree graduate. He is a psionic food tool developer, an energy healer, and a feng shui consultant. He came to engulf himself with all this energy magic starting 1998. And basically with the influence of Philippine folk magic. I, I sometimes call it Filipino black magic. And that was during his unfailing visits to Mount Banahao, one of the mystical mountains of the Philippines and to Binangonan Rizal, mountain areas. Then around 2008, when he started diversifying from esoteric search onto getting crystal enthusiasm. Coming across with it, he started to really enjoy the diversification and he was able to introduce himself more to organite creation. And now psionic and radionics, which he has combined to a more developed tools. Currently, he's integrating different modalities and developing a more enhanced new tools that will benefit other people, not only in the field of magic, but most and especially able to combat like this time of crisis where its effect is globally. And again, that's just a little bit about NAP. And thanks again. So you're listening to Quantum Nurse out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. So NAP, my first question is, when I met you many years ago, you were, you were also known as, and I think you're still known now, as Napoleon Encanto. So for those who are not Filipinos, can you say more about that word? Okay, thank you for that. Um, the word Encanto is actually a Spanish word, meaning enchanted beings. So the enchanted beings I refer to are the basically the elementals, the nature spirits that I came into contact when I started um, studying about magic, energy, and how you can actually commune with the nature spirits when I go to Banahao or in Binangonan. So my mentor actually taught me some uh, procedures, how I can actually develop myself and be able to hear what the spirits say. And then I met this uh, person 
um, his name is uh, Rene. Uh, he's from Mindanao and he was also called as Rene Encanto. So he was also a psychic healer, as a, um, a psychic practitioner all the way in, um, in Sultan Kudarat. So I asked his permission if I can, can uh, use the word Encanto and then attach it to my name since I'm also practicing now um, communicating with spirits. And then from then on, I started, um, people get to know, notice that um, I'm being able to communicate with different spirits, um, especially when I go to the mountains. So, and then I started calling myself Napping Candle. Is that, so you said you met one who yeah. is also Rene Encanto, and now yeah. you're Nap Encanto. Is, yeah. Have you met more? Is this like part of the Philippine um, healing arts that we know from before? No, not really. Um, back, back home here, when we say Encanto, um, people automatically think of um, elemental spirits. Problem is, um, it's been a lot of uh, years that when a person hears the word Encanto, it has a negative impact on them. Because as you know, um, we have a lot of cases here where, that um, when a person goes to um, a place where there's a lot of trees, um, an open field, and then all of a sudden when they get home, they get sick. And then they go to a local healer and then they get diagnosed that the sickness came from Encanto. So what, um, now, so with this, I started practicing healing and tried to practice coexistence with the Encantos. So I attached the word Encanto to my name so that it would keep on reminding me that I am living in this world with different people, different and with different entities also, which are basically the nature spirits, the Encantos and everything. So now when people hear, why do you call yourself Nap Encanto? I keep on telling them because I live or we live in a place where there is a lot of Encantos. So what happens now is every time I see a, an Encanto going around uh, trying to bug other people, I, I talk to them and then instead of giving sickness to other people, why don't you just come home with me and then you can live at a, here in our house. So I started adapting different Encantos uh, who would like to live with me. And now here in our house, I have a lot of them. So there are four of us, me, my wife, and my two kids, plus um, maybe a hundred of Encantos living with me in our, in our house. So now it's actually, um, literally, I am living with them. So that's why I keep on calling myself Nap Encanto. How old were you when you realized that you can sense them or you can see them or however you feel them? Uh, that one took a lot of time uh, because when I started practicing, it was all about healing. The reason why I, start, 
I learned healing is because of my mom was sick and I was trying to find a solution uh, so I can go around on the, because the doctor said that she needs to do a bypass surgery. So I went to the mountains trying to look for solutions to actually bypass and remove that blockage until I met my master, my mentor in Binangon and Rizal. And then for 10 years, he was teaching me different techniques, different ways to actually do healing. And while doing that, um, part of the psychic development was included in our training. So while I was doing healing, I need to be able to sense what is actually happening. So I started uh, practicing, developing my senses and everything until one day, um, one of the encantos back home started showing in my dream and then we started talking and then he showed me, this is how you do it, not like this. I actually get uh, a bollocking from the encanto himself telling me you're doing it wrong. You need to do it like this. So now I have, every time I wake up, um, I would practice what he taught me and then I'm surprised. Oh, that works. So I started mixing and matching what works and what doesn't work. So that's how I started with, with um, communicating with them. And then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, after a few years, I'm now able to see and talk to them. And it was really a big development for me. I mean, okay, so when you say Encanto, it's not actually... The word Encanto is like a, a general term for them. It's like human beings. When you say human beings, we have a different, uh, a lot of races, right? So the word Encanto uh, pertains to everybody, all elementals. Either it's an earth elemental, um, water elemental, air elemental, and fire elemental. And then, especially when you go to Mount Banahaw, um, you would find there, unless if you have these keen senses, you will be able to see them taking physical form, but in a, a human form. And then you won't be able to actually um, know that there are actually encantos walking among us. So it was actually a, a, a really surprising experience in Banahaw. And when you, when, and when you were in Banahaw, it's not only you who can experience that, right? Or it's only a few of you and those who are sensitive who notices that. Yes, uh, a lot of people in the Banahaw area, especially the resident there, will actually direct you where you can actually see them or be able to experience them. Especially when you go around Banahaw, you travel around, you visit um, power spots. Um, cave that you can actually meditate inside and then for some reasons some of the encantos take human form and then actually try to observe what you are doing some of the encantos just like to observe you without uh, taking any form but there are some of the encantos there who, are, who actually take form and then you'll be surprised how come this person in front of me is emitting a different form of energy. Not, not like the, the, the ordinary physical energy of humans, but he has a different um, sensation, different 
feeling. So you'll be surprised that, hmm, this is not an actual person I'm actually looking at. He's different. The problem is you cannot, once you figure out that he's different, um, what do you call this? He would actually divert your attention to another thing. And then the moment you actually um, feel that he's different, he'll be gone. It's funny, there's a lot of different um, uh, what I call experiences in, in Banahaw that you would actually see, hey, that person is not actually an, an actual person. He's different. And then one of the, the locals there would say, have you met him? And then you would actually describe the person and then the, the, the local there would actually say the same description or give you the same description. And then you will just, okay, so I just had an experience with an encanto. Problem is, it would be too late already for you to figure out that he is an actual encounter. So that's what uh, the, the, those were some of the experiences that I have. Now, it, since um, in our culture, you know, many people are very religious. Mm -hmm. How does it fit into the different religions, especially like the Catholic religion, the Protestant religion? the Muslim faith, how are they, do, do they recognize that, you know, that they do exist? And how's your experience? Yeah, that's, the thing. that's the thing with her back home. They actually recognize it, but problem is they, are, they don't like it because for them, for the Christian belief, it is only... Gods, angels, and demons. When you say, when, when, when the word uh, Encanto or nature spirits comes along, they are automatically branded as demons, which is the, that is the one uh, principle or, or, or part of my practice to try and, and, and teach people they are not demons. They are nature spirits. They are the guardians of this world. They are helping us. They, they help you. The problem is, um, every time a person would have uh, an experience with Encantos, they are being branded as negative entities already, which is I've been trying so hard to teach other people they are not the bad guys. These are the guys that actually help us. So um, for Christian beliefs, for the Catholics and everything, automatically when they said, oh, you've been, um, you've been uh, attacked by Encantos, so what do you do? I mean, you cannot go to, to, to another person to remove it. You need to look for specialized people who, who can actually help you. Problem is, <clears throat> even in the magic community, um, some healers that we have, they keep on branding Encantos as the negative way. I mean, uh, there are a lot of cases that uh, we have that most of the time, the sickness that people get from the Encantos are not caused by the encantos it is always most of the time it is caused by people invading their territory or invading their 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 place i mean you go to a mountain you will throw away some trash would you and that part of the mountain or that part of the place where you throw the trash is part of their um community 
how would you feel if some if one day a person goes to your house and then throw trash in your house? Of course, you're gonna get offended uh, and then you're gonna get mad. So the same ways with encantos, they get mad. The problem is the way they tell people what you are doing is wrong is has a, a, a an equivalent of sickness. So when when the encanto said, "Hey, that is wrong." They are actually transferring a form of um, energy going to the, that person. And then that person would now feel sick. He would start to throw up. Um, he would, uh, what do you call this? Be nauseic or get a headache and, ever, and everything. And then the funny thing is when they go to the hospital to have diagnosis by the doctor and everything, all tests run and all tests uh, comes back negative. When that happens, they are now perplexed. Why in the world am I still sick? I've already taken a lot of medicines, um, uh, medical exams and everything, but I'm still sick. And then when you go to a local healer, the local healer will actually define as you've been attacked. You've been given a sickness by encantos. So uh, a certain procedure is being done by the local healer and then the sickness is gone. Because the, the, the local healer managed to remove whatever negative energy that was given to that person uh, that came from the Encanto. Problem is, uh, most of the people are still have this big ego that um, uh, they are always correct. I don't see you, so therefore, you need to go away from me. And that doesn't work in the, in the nature's world. Uh, for us, for me, I keep on teaching other people, if you go to a different place that you don't know, always tell them, uh, I don't see you, and I am here not to harm you. If you can give me a way to, to pass by here and everything, then everything will be peaceful and harm, uh, harmonized on that place. You don't get attacked by, by the encantos. But the problem is, it, because of um, wrong teachings, we have a lot of history of, of wrong teachings, especially when you go to, to, to the mountains and everything. Um, one of them is when you try to buy a property, right? Uh, you buy a property, you, you, you buy a piece of land, and you start cutting the trees on that place. Luckily, right now, the DNR, the has a regulation that you're not allowed to cut any trees anymore. But still, people buying lands, when they get the property, they start cutting trees without even telling those entities, hey, we're gonna develop this piece of land, you need to move. So it's like giving them a certain uh, form of notification that even if I don't see you, I'll still notify you that you we're going to cut trees. If, you, if it's okay with you, can you transfer a to a different place, right? So when that happens and the Encantos uh, accept that, uh, that um, what do you call this, a notification, they will actually transfer to a different place if you know what you're doing. But if you started just cutting out trees, then you're going to have problems with that one. And until now, just recently, last week, I have this um, uh, person asking me, his uncle is trying to cut down a big tree near 
a school in the province. And then I told them, don't cut anything yet, especially if that tree is near a school. We don't want those entities, those encantos, uh, giving trouble to students or to any people in that school. Because if you try to do to cut that tree without notifying the encantos, you're gonna have a lot of big problems with that. Your story reminded me of two little stories I had. When one is when growing up, we used to pass this big tree. Uh, you know, forgot the name of that. Where, where it's it's a vegetable tree also. It's popular in Hawaii. Yung ugob. Okay, so that tree, um, our grandparents told us that when we pass by there and in the evening already, make sure we say, may I pass, you know? So we, so at that time, so I still remember that we're, we're taught about this elemental beings and the encantos and except that because it's, we, they don't say much about it, so we get scared, right? But so, I, I, so that's one memory I remember. Then the last visit I had in Batangas, there's this huge tree in the middle of a street near the school. And my uncle said the story of the tree, why it's in the middle of the road. They were trying to cut it down and they could not bring it down no matter what. Well, no matter what they couldn't, so they just kind of gave up on it, and they just respected that the tree needs to be there. Yeah, that's confirmed. There's a lot of places here in the Philippines where, uh, what well, the national government tried to cut trees, but the problem is the entities living in that tree gave a lot of problems to the city engineer to the people who are going to cut them. So they decided to just go around the tree. So you, <clears throat> you'll find a place there wherein there's a big, huge tree in the middle of the highway, wherein the highway gets split up into two. Because uh, one, yeah, there's one um, story in Baguio that um, they were trying to cut this big old acacia tree. And then the city engineer brought people with big machineries, bulldozers and everything. Uh, one unfortunate um, event where the when the bulldozer was almost near the tree, you won't believe that the bulldozer actually almost fell in the ravine. So they hired people to to try to cut the tree, and then and then one of the locals there said, "There's an entity actually living there. You might want to communicate with that one." And then they asked for a local healer to see what's happening. And then it was confirmed that um, that uh, the tree was being protected by duendes. Uh, duendes is our, our, in English, I think it's dwarves and um, uh, species of dwarves. So these duendes were actually protecting their home, the tree. So after uh, much deliberation, much uh, accidents, people getting sick, worst case is what the... I think one of the, um, the kids of the city engineer got sick uh, because of that one. And unfortunately, the kid died. So the city, the, the engineer decided, okay, we're not going to cut the tree. We'll just have to, to uh, redesign the, the highway and then we just go around the tree. 
and they uh, forgot that place in Baguio, but it's still there until now. Okay. So what? So how can someone like you said um, ask them? I said, okay, we're moving to this place. We're moving to this house. May we please move in? Or can you go somewhere? So it's always good to ask that permission, right? You know, yeah. And again, just to, you know, I, I understand that. And if there's something that maybe we're not doing correctly, then that's how we kind, we might get sick, right? So, and you have all these other tools. How, what's the typical day for NAP in Kanto if someone comes to you for some consultation, you know, and what, what, what's, what's your common, what's a common reason why people go to you? Um, I don't choose any day except when, if I'm uh, sick or if I'm actually busy doing something, that's the only time that I don't accept people uh, for consultation, but I'm always open for consultation. Um, especially if, if, in a, uh, like in our uh, village here, uh, there's a local healer, but since because of the COVID and everything, uh, the healer doesn't want to accept any other people from different villages. So sometimes I would get uh, messages or some of the, what I call it, the sidecar drivers would actually come by here in our house and ask me if I can actually check their kids or somebody um, who is. Um, has this uh, unforeseen sickness. Okay? Um, most of the time, uh, people come to me when when the negative uh, when they got negative results uh, in their medical exams. Uh, they can't figure out what's happening until uh, Nap. Can you check us out? I'm having this 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 problem, and then when I do a certain form of diagnosis. Um, it, uh, it would be a surprise to see that on my diagnosis, there's a form of entity. Okay, tell me a certain form of history. Where have you been? Where did you go? Did you do this? Because, and then, and then that person would confirm, yeah, I went to this place and then do this, do this, do this. And then all of a sudden, he would be surprised that he did something that of offended some of the spirits. Okay, so that's that's the reason why you get sick. And then we try to, to talk to, I call the spirit, I try to talk to them, and then once the spirit gets this a form of, um, uh, what do you call this? Confirmation that this person acknowledges uh, his mistake and asks for forgiveness, um, then slowly, slowly, that um, energetic sickness disappears from the person. Not unless... Not unless there are two types of spiritual sickness that we encounter back here. One is a, uh, energy sickness that came from the Encantos. The second one is a deliberate attack by another person who is actually doing witchcraft against that person. So those are two different things. And we do different methods to actually remove that one. Is that witchcraft is still very common there? Yeah, no. Yes. Yep. Even even in in our modern age, uh, even if people say I don't believe it, um, it still happens. Um, late last uh, May or June, I think, 
um, we had this case. Um, I have a friend that came, just came from from the ship, and then in an unfortunate way, his um, daughter got involved with a witchcraft attack. So we end up um, preparing, doing remote healing to that person until such time that we can actually visit his daughter and then be able to remove whatever hex or curse was being done to her daughter. So it's actually, and then my friend just said, Nat, I couldn't, uh, before I wasn't actually believing that witchcraft is still um, happening right now, but after I've seen what happened to my daughter, I totally believe that there's still unknown forces or unseen forces being done in the modern century. Is that similar to sometimes when you are with other people or could be uh, new, new, new acquaintances or you go to a new place and then you kind of feel something is off? Is, is, is that just different that maybe uh, or when you go home and sometimes you get sick because you just you know, just something was different out of your yeah. visit. Um, yeah, for that kind of um, uh, events, that is not yet an attack. It is your, it is the, the body's um, energy or auric field that we say. Um, when you go to a certain place and then you feel that, that the energy of the place is not actually compatible to you or the place is actually rejecting you, then you get a certain form of imba uh, energy imbalance, okay? And that came from a place. Now, if ever you happen to, to meet another person and then this person uh, gives you uh, um, goosebumps or, or, or you feel uneasy, um, one is either your auric field is also not compatible to that person's auric field, so you're having this energy clash, or two, that that person is a psychic vampire. A psychic vampire is a person who actually, well, there are two types of psychic vampires. One is um, they're consciously trying to attack you, and then they try to, uh, to break your, your, your auric field and try to um, drain you of beneficial energies, or the other one, the, the unaware psychic vampire that he is doing um, uh, a harmful effect without, without him noticing it. So it depends on different people that you meet. So when that happens, the first and basic um, remedy is to do grounding. Um, when, you, when you experience that, let's say you feel off, you feel sick already. The first thing you do is you do grounding. Uh, my procedure for grounding is I look for an open space with uh, a garden and a tree. And then I walk there barefoot. I, I walk towards the, the tree and ask the tree if I can actually step, <clears throat> step on it, uh, its roots. Uh, so once I uh, step on the roots, I now try to hug the tree. But before you do that, you need to choose a tree that doesn't have any ants. <laughs> it happened to us. I was teaching a bunch of, of, uh, of people and then this guy just chose a random tree without uh, first checking the tree. When he started stepping on the roots and started hugging the tree, 
he noticed that there are big ants uh, walking around the tree and then, nap, I have a lot of ant bites. Uh, that would happen because you just, you did not choose which uh, tree to, to go to. So once you get to a point that you manage to find a clean tree that doesn't have any ants, you stand on, on top of its roots and then you try to hug it. And then while doing it, visualize that all your energy from top to bottom, from your head, your body, your upper body, your lower body are all being um, drained down to your foot. Okay? And then after doing this, you're actually giving back all your energy back to the earth. Okay? And then while doing it, uh, while hugging the tree, now visualize the, the beneficial healing energy of the tree is being absorbed by your hands, by your body, and then it is coming inside to your head, to your palm and everything. It's like an energy cycle. The tree is going to give you a beneficial form of energy. It goes inside your system, goes around, and then goes down out to your foot. Do it in the next 5, 10, 15 minutes. Okay? And then after that, break off the, from the tree and then give thanks. So now you will have this uh, form of cleansed energy now that came from the tree or came from nature. It's one of those um, grounding techniques that I keep on doing every now and then, especially if I've already absorbed too much um, energy from the place or stress or other people also. That's one, uh, one simple way to do it. Now, with this pandemic happening, couldn't we use such grounding and couldn't we use, you know, uh, a conversation with the Encantos? I hope that they could help us. Well, I tried. I tried helping, uh, asking for assistance from them. Um, but you're going to need to have a really strong bond with them. So what I asked them is if ever they can detect the presence of uh, the COVID virus around our, uh, our house or from another person, send off an energy form that that person is not welcome in our place or in our, in our village and everything. And then basically that's what I asked them. Um, give us a certain form of protection wherein our, especially my house, would start to emit uh, an, a form of energy that if that person is sick, he's not welcome. He needs to go away from our village and then and, uh, ask one of the entities here, if that person is actually positive of COVID, give him a form of message in a dream you need to go to a doctor and then get a swab test or something. Get yourself uh, to a medical facility. If that person doesn't uh, go anywhere, give him nightmares. And that would actually give, uh, give an idea to that person that, hey, I really need to go to a certain facility now because I have this uh, weird dream that I am sick. So that's what I asked him. And luckily for me, uh, they gave me this approval that, okay, we'll do that for you if you give us fried chicken. Okay, no problem. <laughs> well, that's, that's the trade-off. 
it's 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 um, it goes hand in hand. I do most of, sometimes I would do a certain form of offering for these encantos back home. Okay, I'm gonna call them and then ask them. Okay, I'm gonna do an offering. What would you like? And then one of them would raise their hands and say, "Can we get chicken or can we get a barbecue or something?" What these are simple gestures of me um, giving them recognition for their for their coexistence with me because we are what i'm doing right now is i won't there's there won't be a nap encanto without the encantos so it's my way of thank giving thanks to them and then recognizing their existence here back home in our house it's really fascinating that you know we we have to really for us who believe it and experience it it's fascinating to me that we learn how to coexist with the elemental beings. And, you know, so that would mean that, you know, if for, for parents or for even anyone, not, not to be scared when there are things that are, oh, we don't understand, okay? Uh, well, this, this work is, seems so important to you. What makes it so important to you? Um, it's already my life work. I mean, um, if I am on board the ship working abroad, I do my own uh, research and development uh, on, on board. So every time I go home, whatever, I've, uh, uh, whatever I discover, whatever I've learned on board, I now practice it back home. So I end up, doing different or developing my own tools and everything i mean uh it is when i'm here when i don't have any uh jobs this is now my business back home uh, this is i have a small business of developing different energy tools that i can use to help other people um to bring beneficial energy into their lives so it's really that important i mean um it is actually part of my um, should we say bread and butter? So I, I develop tools. I do give uh, different um, services, uh, consultation, healing, uh, house cleansing. So I do these things um, to also educate other people. Of we are not just living in this world uh, as human beings. There are different entities that we need to coexist. We need to understand them. But most of the time since people have this big ego and still doesn't want to accept uh, that, that, that this world is made for everybody, we really need to sometimes to break that barrier of people know you are, especially if your house uh, um, was built on top of a tree. So, you cannot expect that the entities will actually leave. Some of them goes back and actually live in your house also. If that happens, then you, um, you need to actually learn to actually coexist with them. Hello, welcome everyone. And this is Grace Asagra and this is Quantum Nurse out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. This podcast was created for dementia caregivers to have a rewarding life. 
His name is Nap Napoleon Yam or Napoleon Encanto. Welcome, Nap, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so everyone, good morning or good evening. Yeah, <laughs> I hear the chicken at the background and it's obvious <laughs> that it's morning there and it's evening here in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. so Napoleon Yam is a bachelor degree graduate. He is a psionic food tool developer, an energy healer, and a feng shui consultant. He came to engulf himself with all this energy magic starting 1998, and basically with the influence of Philippine folk magic. I, I sometimes call it Filipino black magic. And that was during his unfailing visits to Mount Banahao, one of the mystical mountains of the Philippines and to Binangonan Rizal, mountain areas. Then around 2008, when he started diversifying from esoteric search onto getting crystal enthusiasm, coming across with it, he started to really enjoy the diversification and he was able to introduce himself more to organize creation. And now psionic and radionics, which he has combined to a more developed tools. Currently, he's integrating different modalities and developing a more enhanced new tools that will benefit other people, not only in the field of magic, but most and especially able to combat like this time of crisis where its effect is globally. And again, that's just a little bit about NAP. And thanks again. So you're listening to Quantum Nurse out of the rabbit hole from stress to bliss. So NAP, my first question is, when I met you many years ago, you were, you were also known as, and I think you're still known now, as Napoleon Encanto. So for those who are not Filipinos, can you say more about that word? Okay, thank you for that. Um, the word Encanto is actually a Spanish word, meaning enchanted beings. So the enchanted beings I refer to are the basically the elementals, the nature spirits that I came into contact when I started um, studying about magic, energy, and how you can actually commune with the nature spirits when I go to Banahao or in Binangonan. So my mentor actually taught me some uh, procedures, how I can actually develop myself and be able to hear what the spirits say. And then I met this uh, person, um, his name is uh, Rene. Uh, he's from Mindanao, and he was also called as Rene Encanto. So he was also a psychic healer, as a, um, a psychic practitioner, all the way in, um, in Sultan Kudarat. So I asked his permission if I can, can uh, use the word Encanto and then attach it to my name, since I'm also pro practicing now 
um, communicating with spirits. And then from then on, I started, um, people get to know, notice that um, I'm being able to communicate with different spirits, um, especially when I go to the mountains. So, and then I started calling myself Napping Candle. Is that, so you said you met one who yeah. is also Rene Encanto, and now yeah. you're Nap Encanto. Is, yep. Have you met more? Is this like part of the Philippine um, healing arts that we know from before? No, not really. Um, back, back home here, when we say Encanto, um, people automatically think of um, elemental spirits. Problem is, um, it's been a lot of uh, years that when a person hears the word Encanto, it has a negative impact on them. Because as you know, um, we have a lot of cases here where, that um, when a person goes to um, a place where there's a lot of trees, um, an open field, and then all of a sudden when they get home, they get sick. And then they go to a local healer and then they get diagnosed that the sickness came from Encanto. So what, um, now, so with this, I started practicing healing and tried to practice coexistence with the Encantos. So I attached the word Encanto to my name so that it would keep on reminding me that I am living in this world with different people, different and with different entities also, which are basically the nature spirits, the encantos and everything. So now when people hear, why do you call yourself Nap Encanto? I keep on telling them because I live or we live in a place where there is a lot of encantos. So what happens now is every time I see a, an encanto going around uh, trying to bug other people, I, I talk to them and then instead of giving sickness to other people, why don't you just come home with me and then you can live it, uh, here in our house. So I started adapting different encantos uh, who would like to live with me. And now here in our house, I have a lot of them. So there are four of us, me, my wife, and my two kids, plus um, maybe a hundred of Encantos living with me in our, in our house. So now it's actually, um, literally, I am living with them. So that's why I keep on calling myself Nap Encanto. Well, how old were you when you realized that you can sense them or you can see them or however you feel? feel them uh that one took a lot of time uh, because when i started practicing it was all about healing the reason why i start i learned healing is because of my mom was sick and i was trying to find a solution uh so i can go around on the because the doctor said that she needs to do a bypass surgery so i went to the mountains trying to look for solutions to actually bypass and remove that blockage until I met my master, my mentor in Binangon and Rizal. And then 
for 10 years, he was teaching me different techniques, different ways to actually do healing. And while doing that, um, part of the psychic development was included in our training. So while I was doing healing, I need to be able to sense what is actually happening. So I started uh, practicing, developing my senses and everything until one day, um, one of the encantos back home started showing my dream and then we started talking and then he showed me, this is how you do it, not like this. I actually get uh, a bollocking from the encanto himself telling me you're doing it wrong. You need to do it like this. So now I have, every time I wake up, um, I would practice what he taught me and then I'm surprised. Oh, that works. So I started mixing and matching what works and what doesn't work. So that's how I started with, with um, communicating with them. And then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, after a few years, I'm now able to see and talk to them. And it was really a big development for me. I mean, okay, so when you say Encanto, it's not actually... The word Encanto is like a, a general term for them. It's like human beings. When you say human beings, we have a different, uh, a lot of races, right? So the word Encanto uh, pertains to everybody, all elementals. Either it's an earth elemental, um, water elemental, air elemental, and fire elemental. And then, especially when you go to Mount Banahaw, um, you would find there, unless if you have these keen senses, you will be able to see them taking physical form, but in a, a human form. And then you won't be able to actually um, know that there are actually encantos walking among us. So it was actually a, a, a really surprising experience in Banahaw. And when you, when, and when you were in Banahaw, um, it's not only you who can experience that, right? Or it's only a few of you and those who are sensitive who notices that. Yes. Uh, a lot of people in the Banahaw area, especially the resident there, will actually direct you where you can actually see them or be able to experience them. Especially when you go around Banahaw, you travel around, you visit um, power spots. Um, cave that you can actually meditate inside and then for some reasons some of the encantos take human form and then actually try to observe what you are doing some of the encantos just like to observe you without uh, taking any form but there are some of the encantos there who, are, who actually take form and then you'll be surprised how come this person in front of me is emitting a different form of energy. Not, not like the, the, the ordinary physical energy of humans, but he has a different um, sensation, different feeling. So you'll be surprised that, hmm, this is not an actual person I'm actually looking at. He's different. The problem is you cannot, once you figure out that he's different, um, what do you call this? He would actually divert your attention to another thing. And then the moment you actually 
um, feel that he's different, he'll be gone. It's funny. There's a lot of different um, uh, what I call experiences in in Banahaw that you would actually see. Hey, that person is not actually an, an actual person. He's different. And then one of the the locals there would say, "Have you met him?" And then you would actually describe the person, and then the the, the local there would actually say the same description or give you the same description, and then you will just okay. So I just had an experience with an encanto. Problem is, it would be too late already for you to figure out that he is an actual encounter. So that's what uh, the, the, those were some of the experiences that I have. Now, it, since um, in our culture, you know, many people are very religious. Mm -hmm. How does it fit into the different religions, especially like the Catholic religion, the Protestant religion? the Muslim faith, how are they, do, do they recognize that, you know, that they do exist? And how's your experience? Yeah, that's, the thing. that's the thing we have back home. They actually recognize it, but problem is they, are, they don't like it because for them, for the Christian belief, it is only gods angels and demons when you say when 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 the word uh, encanto or nature spirits comes along they are automatically branded as demons which is the that is the one uh, principle or, or or part of my practice to try and, and and teach people they are not demons they are nature spirits they are the guardians of this world they are helping us they they help you the problem is um, every time a person would have uh, an experience with Encantos, they are being branded as negative entities already, which is I've been trying so hard to teach other people they are not the bad guys. These are the guys that actually help us. So um, for Christian beliefs, for the Catholics and everything, automatically when they said, oh, you've been, um, you've been uh, attacked by Encantos, so what do you do? I mean, you cannot go to, to, to another person to remove it. You need to look for specialized people who, who can actually help you. Problem is, <clears throat> even in the magic community, um, some healers that we have, they keep on branding Encantos as the negative way. I mean, uh, there are a lot of cases that uh, we have that most of the time, the sickness that people get from the Encantos are not caused by the encantos it is always most of the time it is caused by people invading their territory or invading their 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 place i mean you go to a mountain you will throw away some trash would you and that part of the mountain or that part of the place where you throw the trash is part of their um community how would you feel if some if one day a person goes to your house and then throw trash in your house? Of course, you're gonna get offended and then you're gonna get mad. So the same ways with encantos, they get mad. The problem is the way they tell people what you are doing is wrong is has a, a, a an equivalent of sickness. So when when the encanto said, "Hey, that is wrong." 
they are actually transferring a form of um, energy going to the, that person. And then that person would now feel sick. He would start to throw up. Um, he would, uh, what do you call this? Be nauseic or get a headache and, ever, and everything. And then the funny thing is when they go to the hospital to have diagnosis by the doctor and everything, all tests run and all tests uh, comes back negative. When that happens, they are now perplexed. Why in the world am I still sick? I've already taken a lot of medicines, um, uh, medical exams and everything, but I'm still sick. And then when you go to a local healer, the local healer would actually define as you've been attacked. You've been given a sickness by Encantos. So uh, a certain procedure is being done by the local healer and then the sickness is gone. Because the, the, the local healer managed to remove whatever negative energy that was given to that person uh, that came from the Encanto. Problem is, uh, most of the people are still have this big ego that um, uh, they are always correct. I don't see you, so therefore, you need to go away from me. And that doesn't work in the, in the nature's world. Uh, for us, for me, I keep on teaching other people, if you go to a different place that you don't know, always tell them, uh, I don't see you, and I am here not to harm you. If you can give me a way to, to pass by here and everything, then everything will be peaceful and harm, uh, harmonized on that place. You don't get attacked by, by the encantos. But the problem is, it, because of um, wrong teachings, we have a lot of history of, of wrong teachings, uh, especially when you go to, to, to the mountains and everything. Um, one of them is when you try to buy a property, right? Uh, you buy a property, you, you, you buy a piece of land, and you start cutting the trees on that place. Luckily, right now, the DNR, the has a regulation that you're not allowed to cut any trees anymore. But still, people buying lands, when they get the property, they start cutting trees without even telling those entities, hey, we're going to develop this piece of land. You need to move. So it's like giving them a certain uh, form of notification that even if I don't see you, I'll still notify you that you, we're going to cut trees. If, you, if it's okay with you, can you transfer a to a different place, right? So when that happens and the Encantos uh, accept that, uh, that um, what do you call this, a notification, they will actually transfer to a different place if you know what you're doing. But if you started just cutting out trees, then you're going to have problems with that one. And until now, just recently, last week, I have this um, uh, person asking me, his uncle is trying to cut down a big tree near a school in the province. And then I told them, don't cut anything yet, especially if that tree is near a school. We don't want those entities, those encantos, uh, giving trouble to students or to any people in that school. Because if you try to do to cut that a tree without notifying the encantos, you're gonna have a lot of big problems with that. 
your story reminded me of two little stories I had. When, one is when growing up, we used to pass this big tree, uh, you know, I forgot the name of that, where, where it's, it's a vegetable tree also. It's popular in Hawaii, yung ugob, okay? Mm -hmm. So that tree, um, our grandparents told us that when we pass by there and in the evening already, make sure we say, may I pass? You know, so we so at that time, so I still remember that we're, we're taught about these elemental beings and the incantos and except that because it's, we, they don't say much about it, so we get scared, right? But so I, I, so that's one memory I remember. Then the last visit I had in Batangas, there's this huge tree in the middle of a street near the school. And my uncle said the story of the tree, why it's in the middle of the road. They were trying to cut it down and they could not bring it down no matter what, no matter what they couldn't. So they just kind of gave up on it and they just respected that the tree needs to be there. Yeah, that's confirmed. There's a lot of places here in the Philippines where uh, what the national government tried to cut trees but the problem is the entities living in that tree gave a lot of problems to the city engineer, to the people who are going to cut them. So they decided to just go around the tree. So you, <clears throat> you'll find a place there wherein there's a big, huge tree in the middle of the highway, wherein the highway gets split up into two. Because uh, one, yeah, there's one um, story in Baguio that... Um, they were trying to cut this big old acacia tree. And then the city engineer brought people with big machineries, bulldozers, and everything. Uh, one unfortunate um, event where the, when the bulldozer was almost near the tree, you won't believe that the bulldozer actually almost fell in the ravine. So they hired people to, to try to cut the tree and then... And then one of the locals there said, there's an entity actually living there. You might want to communicate with that one. And then they asked for a local healer to see what's happening. And then it was confirmed that, um, that uh, the tree was being protected by duendes. Uh, duendes are, are, in English, I think it's dwarves and um, uh, species of dwarves. So these duendes were actually protecting their home, the tree. So after uh, much deliberation, much uh, accidents, people getting sick, worst case is what the, I think one of the, um, the kids of the city engineer got sick uh, because of that one. And unfortunately, the kid died. So the city, the, the engineer decided, okay, we're not going to cut the tree. We'll just have to, to, uh, redesign the, the highway and then we just go around the tree and the, the, uh, forgot the place in Baguio but it's still there until now okay. so what so how can someone like you said um, ask them you said okay we're moving to this place we're moving to this house may we please move in or can you go somewhere so it's always good to ask that permission right you know yeah, and again, just to 
you know, I, I understand that. And if there's something that maybe we're not doing correctly, then that's how we kind we might get sick, right? So, and you have all these other tools. How, what's the typical day for NAP in Kanto if someone comes to you for some consultation? You know, and what, what, what's, what's your common, what's the common reason why people go to you? Um, I don't choose any day except when, if I'm uh, sick or if I'm actually busy doing something. That's the only time that I don't accept people uh, for consultation. But I'm always open for consultation, um, especially if, if in a, uh, like in our uh, village here, uh, there's a local healer, but since because of the COVID and everything, uh, the healer doesn't want to accept any other people from different villages. So sometimes I would get uh, messages or some of the, what I call it, the sidecar drivers would actually come by here in our house and ask me if I can actually check their kids or somebody um, who is, um, has this uh, unforeseen sickness. Okay? Um, most of the time, uh, people come to me when when the negative uh, when they got negative results uh, in their medical exams. Uh, they can't figure out what's happening until uh, Nap. Can you check us out? I'm having this 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 problem, and then when I do a certain form of diagnosis, um, it uh, it would be a surprise to see that on my diagnosis there's a form of entity. Okay, tell me a certain form of history. Where have you been? Where did you go? Did you do this? Because, and then, and then that person would confirm, yeah, I went to this place and then do this, do this, do this. And then all of a sudden, he would be surprised that he did something that offended some of the spirits. Okay, so that's, that's the reason why you get sick. And then we try to, to talk to, I call the spirit, I try to talk to them. And then once the spirit gets this a form of, um, uh, what do you call this? Confirmation that this person acknowledges uh, his mistake and asks for forgiveness. Um, then slowly, slowly, that um, energetic sickness disappears from the person. Not unless, not unless. There are two types of spiritual sickness that we encounter back here. One is a, uh, energy sickness that came from the Encantos. Second one is a deliberate attack by another person who is actually doing witchcraft against that person. So those are two different things, and we do different methods to actually remove that one. Is that witchcraft is still very common there? You know? Yes. Yep. Even even in in our modern age, uh, even if people say I don't believe it, um, it still happens. Um, late last uh, May or June, I think, um, we had this case. Um, I have a friend that came, just came from, from the ship. And then in an unfortunate way, his um, daughter got involved with a witchcraft attack. So we end up um, preparing, doing remote healing to that person until such time that we can actually visit his daughter 
and then be able to remove whatever hex or curse was being done to her daughter. So it's actually, and then my friend just said, Nat, I couldn't, uh, before I wasn't actually believing that witchcraft is still um, happening right now, but after I've seen what happened to my daughter, I totally believe that there's still unknown forces or unseen forces being done in the modern century. Is that similar to sometimes when you are with other people or could be uh, new, new, new acquaintances or you go to a new place and then you kind of feel something is off? Is, is, is that just different that maybe, uh, or when you go home and sometimes you get sick because you just, you know, just something was different out of your yeah. visit? Um, yeah, for that kind of um, uh, events, that is not yet an attack. It is your, it is the, the body's um, energy or auric field that we say. Um, when you go to a certain place and then you feel that, that the energy of that place is not actually compatible to you or the place is actually rejecting you, then you get a certain form of imba uh, energy imbalance. Okay? And that came from a place. Now, if ever you happen to, to meet another person and then this person uh, gives you uh, um, goosebumps or, or, or you feel uneasy, um, one is either your auric field is also not compatible to that person's auric field, so you're having this energy clash, or two, that that person is a psychic vampire. A psychic vampire is a person who actually, well, there are two types of psychic vampires. One is um, they're consciously trying to attack you and then they try to, uh, to break your, your, your auric field and try to um, drain you of beneficial energies. Or the other one, the, the unaware psychic vampire that he is doing um, uh, a harmful effect Without, without him noticing it. So it depends on different people that you meet. So when that happens, the first and basic um, remedy is to do grounding. Um, when, you, when you experience that, let's say you feel off, you feel sick already, the first thing you do is you do grounding. Uh, my procedure for grounding is I look for an open space with uh, a garden and a tree and then I walk there barefoot I, I walk towards the, the tree and ask the tree if I can actually step <clears throat> step on it, uh, its roots uh, so once I uh, step on the roots I now try to hug the tree but before you do that you need to choose a tree that doesn't have any ants <laughs> It happened to us. I was teaching a bunch of, of, uh, of people and then this guy just chose a random tree without uh, first checking the tree. When he started stepping on the roots and started hugging the tree, he noticed that there are big ants uh, walking around the tree and then, nap, I have a lot of ant bites. Uh, that would happen because you just, you did not choose which uh, tree to, to go to. So, once you get to a point that you manage to find a clean tree that doesn't have any ants, you stand on, on top of its roots and then you try to hug it. And then while doing it, visualize that all your energy 
from top to bottom, from your head, your body, your upper body, your lower body, are all being um, drained down to your foot. Okay? And then, after doing this, you're actually giving back all your energy back to the earth. Okay? And then while doing it, uh, while hugging the tree, now visualize the, the beneficial healing energy of the tree is being absorbed by your hands, by your body, and then it is coming inside to your head, to your palm and everything. It's like an energy cycle. The tree is going to give you a beneficial form of energy. It goes inside your system, goes around, and then goes down out to your foot. Do it in the next 5, 10, 15 minutes. Okay? And then after that, break off the, from the tree and then give thanks. So now you will have this uh, form of cleanse energy now that came from the tree or came from nature. It's one of those um, grounding techniques that I keep on doing every now and then, especially if I've already absorbed too much um, energy from the place or stress or other people also. That's one, uh, one simple way to do it. Now, with this pandemic happening, couldn't we use such grounding and couldn't we use, you know, uh, a conversation with the Encantos? I hope that they could help us. Well, I tried. I tried helping, uh, asking for assistance from them. Um, but you're going to need to have a really strong bond with them. So what I asked them is if ever they can detect the presence of uh, the COVID virus around our, uh, our house or from another person, send off an energy form that that person is not welcome in our place or in our, in our village and everything. And then basically that's what I asked them. Um, give us a certain form of protection wherein our especially my house, would start to emit uh, an, a form of energy that if that person is sick, he's not welcome. He needs to go away from our village and then and, uh, ask one of the entities here, if that person is actually positive COVID, give him a form of message in a dream. You need to go to, to a doctor and then get a, a swab test or something. Get yourself uh, to a medical facility. If that person doesn't uh, go anywhere, give him nightmares. And that would actually give, uh, uh, give an idea to that person that, hey, I really need to go to a certain facility now because I have this uh, weird dream that I am sick. So that's what I asked him. And luckily for me, uh, they gave me this approval that, okay, we'll do that for you if you give us fried chicken. Okay, no problem. <laughs> well, that's that's the trade-off. It's 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 um, it goes hand in hand. I do most of sometimes I would do a certain form of offering for these encantos back home. Okay, I'm gonna call them and then ask them. Okay, I'm gonna do an offering. What would you like? And then one of them would raise their hands and say, "Can we get chicken or can we get a barbecue or something?" But these are simple gestures of me. Um, giving them 
recognition for their for their coexistence with me because we are what I'm doing right now is I won't there's there won't be a nap encanto without the encantos so it's my way of thank, giving thanks to them and then recognizing their existence here back home in our house it's really fascinating that you know we we have to really for us who believe it and experience it it's fascinating to me that we learn how to coexist with the elemental beings and you know so that would mean that you know if, if for, for parents or for even anyone that not to be scared when there are things that are uh, we don't understand okay uh, well this this work is seems so important to you what makes it so important to you um it's already my life work i mean um if i am on board the ship working abroad i do my own uh, research and development uh, on on board so every time i go home whatever i uh, uh, whatever i discover whatever i've learned on board i now practice it back home so i end up doing different or developing my own tools and everything i mean uh it is when i'm here when i don't have any uh jobs this is now my business back home uh, this is i have a small business of developing different energy tools that i can use to help other people um to bring beneficial energy into their lives so it's really that important i mean um it is actually part of my um, should you say bread and butter so i i develop tools i do give uh different um services uh consultation healing uh, house cleansing so i do these things um to also educate other people of we are not just living in this world uh as human beings there are different entities that we need to coexist we need to understand them but most of the time since people have this big ego and still doesn't want to accept uh, that, that, that this world is made for everybody, we really need to sometimes to break that barrier of people know you are, especially if your house is, um, was built on top of a tree. So, you cannot expect that the entities will actually leave. Some of them goes back and actually live in your house also. If that happens, then you, um, you need to actually learn to actually coexist with them. Now, for the tools that you make, and you, you, you speak with the entities, and you, you know how to respect them, when you make your tools, are they part of, do they help you? Oh, and yeah. Tell you, yeah. okay, yes. you're doing this right, you're doing this correctly. Big time. So most of the time when I do my, my, my I call them the organites, right? So if I do these organites, I would actually, some of them would actually ask me, hey, now, the, this tool, this tool is for this person, right? And then this person has this issue. Yes, that's correct. So are you here? Can you help this person? Sometimes some of the Encanto friends that I have would actually ask permission 
if they can actually go with that person and then because they know that they can help change the life of that person. And then uh, sometimes they will say, uh, Nap, you're doing it wrong. You need to put this, put that, and put it here and then reprogram the, the tool so that um, this would be more compatible to that person. So every time I do make these tools, these organized tools, it's not only me who's actually making it. There's a lot of entities with me checking, observing, and then trying to see what, um, what uh, contribution they can give. So that tool will be unique for that person, uh, for that specific person to actually have, um, to gain more beneficial energies to their lives. And all these tools and, and all the other rituals that you do, they're very helpful for, for everyone because we all experience stress, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And for the audience who's listening right now, who are stressed because they care for their loved ones, um, what's the best thing that perhaps you could advise them when it comes to like being stressed and they're still, you know, managing their own life. They could be working, they could be raising children. Yep. Uh, first, we need to understand really that stress is all around and we can define that stress is also another form of energy, right? Uh, especially for the people back there who are working with another people, a person. So they actually absorb this, um, let's say, stress energy or negative energy from another person. Unfortunately, most of the people doesn't know how to actually regulate or remove these excess energies that they absorb from another person. Um, unfortunately, when this happens, there's a certain form of buildup of stress energy and negative energy that is also going around your auric field. When this happens, the physical body starts to react, giving you um, sickness, and then you feel different things that are really uh, in a form of a detrimental energy. So when this happens, firstly, again, I go back to the grounding technique. Second, if that person, uh, if the work of that person, um, what do you call this, involves touching or holding another person, different person, I would suggest if they can prepare a certain form of a diluted solution that they can bring with them. Um, I do, I use, um, what do you call this, uh, apple cider vinegar and salt. So, <clears throat> uh, what would be the dilution? You can use one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and one half spoon of salt. Dilute it in a liter of water and then you put it in a small uh, spray bottle, right? And then on that spray bottle, you can also add um, quartz crystals or amethyst crystal, okay? And then you bring that with you. So uh, when you're now uh, in the workplace, uh, spray some amount of that diluted water in your hands before you actually touch another person. That diluted water is now charged with a form of 
um, protective energy with the water, it will now become an additional shield or barrier to your auric field that when you touch another person, the negative energy or the, the, the energy of, the, of that person will be preventing will be prevented from coming inside your auric field okay another one is another tool that they can have is they can use crystals and or organites that they can bring with them these crystals emits a form of energy uh, that can actually be an additional layer of protection on top of their auric field like uh, a good Crystal to be used for that one are amethyst crystals. You can they can use tourmaline, black tourmaline crystals. I've tested these two. These are great uh, in giving you the basic uh, energy shield, especially when your work involves um, another person. This would actually prevent uh, the energy. To clash with your energy and then be absorbed by your body and then once you go home before you actually enter your house on outside the outside the gate or outside the door you shrug all the energies out before actually going inside your home so that's one way to actually help our friends who are working with uh, especially the caregivers who are actually work uh, working with other patients also uh, they can use crystals, put it inside their house or or on the door, that, and then reprogram it to actually help them to remove or deflect these negative energies that they brought uh, from their from their from the hospital or from their patient and everything. So these are some of the tools that we actually have to have uh, to actually protect ourselves from these stressful energies. Um, say that again about the vinegar. You, when you put it in the uh, small oh, yeah. container, you spray it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, remember, we, it's like a, a perfume bottle or a plastic mm -hmm. uh, spray bottle. So once the, uh, you dilute the uh, one tablespoon of um, apple cider vinegar, uh, one half uh, spoon of, of salt, you dilute it in one liter of water and then they transfer it on a spray bottle. And then plus the you, um, yep. And then plus the amethyst crystal or the, the black turmaline crystal, put it inside and then you're off to go. Okay. And you can spray it on yourself or around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Especially on the, especially on your hands, because the your hand is 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 actually the one had that had the direct contact to that person. So this is perfect for this COVID time. Uh, for the COVID time, hmm, we need to add uh, for this one because uh, for COVID, you need a, a mixture, a combination of different tools for this one, especially with if you're if, if people are going to look for crystals and organite, they need to have a specific way of programming uh, these crystals to give them uh, a way to actually deflect. Because um, we need to understand right the nature of the virus. A, a virus still has energy, right? So 
whoever's going to use crystals or, or organites need to be able to tell that uh, crystal or organite to actually help them to emit a form of energy that would deflect the energy of the COVID virus. This would actually be a big help to them. That's the, that's the one that I've been uh, put here on, 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 on our rooftop and everything um, to actually <clears throat> start emitting an anti-COVID energy. That, um, that, and I really believe that this technique would benefit other people doing it also. And uh, going back to your emphasis that we coexist uh, with a lot of other elemental beings, okay? So in my thinking, the virus has been here for eons also. And so they, we kind of have to coexist with them. And they're also coexisting with us. And if they've been with us for all those years, then there must be a way that we have to take care of ourselves so then they, we don't get sick. That's how I look at it. So, mm. you know, uh, just as you said that the, the elemental beings, not, not all encantos are, or, or are harmful or mean, mean bad to you or wants to make you sick. I don't know, for my simple understanding, the virus is also like that, you know? They needed to have their own life. So it's up to us to either make, allow our body, our energy to feed them and maybe at some point overcome us and make us sick or they just coexist with us because Scientifically, there's virus all over, from, you know, from, from the earth to the air to the water. It's just around. Yeah, but the thing with the virus is we have natural viruses, right? We have natural, and then <clears throat> these are now being genetically modified viruses that are being developed to, <clears throat> to actually cause harm. So that for me is a big no-no. I mean, why would you even try to modify a virus? Come on. It's a natural thing. Let it, if, if, if it's living there, leave it there. I mean, why would you still get that virus and try to, to modify it to bring harm? Right? So, again, the one really one way to, to take care of ourselves is to have a good energy field. If, 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 if your body has uh, a good energy field, then even if it's virus, even if it's an encanto, even if it's another person, if you have this um, good energy around you, it will not, uh, what do you call this? It will not clash with you. Most of the time, if you are emitting, if you have a good energy, you have, uh, they, most of the time, they call it positive energy, right? <clears throat> if you have this positive outlook, or you're generating a, a positive energy towards another person, this person picks it up, and then instead of having an energy clash, they would actually see you as, wow, she's a good, uh, she has a good energy, and I really like her. So same goes with the Encantos. If the Encantos see you with good energy and good intention, they will not harm you. 
The only thing is, I cannot say if it is the same thing with the virus. <laughs> no, well, especially you said there are, there's such a thing as man-made virus. And then you mentioned about people having too much of the ego and not honoring that and not honoring that other things, other beings exist with us. And yeah. so I say that protecting ourselves with all these tools, plus having that humility to recognize that, right? Yeah. yeah. So what makes you do the best you can in your work? What inspires you to always do your best? Um, uh, that part is my hunger, my satisfaction in, in, in getting a good results, especially if I'm experimenting. I keep on experimenting. Uh, the thing is, I cannot experiment on another person, so I end up experimenting on myself. So if I'm trying to develop something, I would actually use that device on myself first. If I get a positive feedback, and then... I'm able to, to, to gain uh, a beneficial outcome from it, then I keep on developing it. But um, if I get a negative feedback, especially if, if I tried something and then, whoa, it doesn't feel right, it, it doesn't uh, emit a good energy, then I stop. I don't, uh, and then sometimes you would actually hear a faint laughter from the Encanto saying, see, we told you it's not gonna work. So you would sometimes if, if they are my uh, my additional uh, audience. So if I'm gonna do a certain experiment, I would be sometimes I would get surprised that uh, ten of them will be watching me doing this uh, experiment, and then they would have let's bet on it. I give uh, let's say out something if Nap will be able to do it. And then you will sometimes you would actually hear them saying, no, you, it won't work. So now it now becomes a challenge for me to actually make the thing work. So uh, I do the experiment on me. And then if it works, then everybody's happy. I'm happy with that one because my experiment worked on me. And then I'll be able to replicate it and then now do the test on another person. That works for them. And then that makes me another more happier. Because I'm able now to replicate it to another person. And that's the goal. If I try to develop something, I try to replicate it and then be able to deliver it to another person uh, so that they can also benefit from the um, beneficial energy of whatever tool I, uh, I develop. It's not just for me. It, 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 it would, the development would always be for another person being able to use my tools to bring out the, the, the highest potential good or the, on their side. Have you ever had any failure? Yeah, uh, many What's times. <laughs> What's your worst one? Worst one is, um, what do you call it? I was trying to do something uh, and then I think I, I forget or I did not, um, what do you call this? I did not accept the one of the, 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 the reasons of the entities that I need to use another, uh, another form of crystal or another ingredient for what I'm doing. What happened was, um, in an unfortunate way, I developed this uh, thing 
and then it started uh, emitting a negative or detrimental form of energy. <clears throat> and then for one week, I was it affected my, my productivity level. For some reason, every time I touch something, it breaks down. My laptop, the mouse, the Wi-Fi, and everything started breaking down. So I said, what happened? And then one of the, the Encantos mentioned to me, now, remember the experiment you did? It is the one that is causing you all the energies. Try to break it off or try to, to, to remove it so that you'll have uh, to uh, be able to reset whatever energy is uh, uh, being done. So I dismantled the, the tool that I was uh, doing. And then and, uh, for the next three days, all the negative energies went away. I said, oh, okay, that was my fault. Because somebody already gave me an idea not to do it, but I still pursued the experiment. Until I said, okay, lesson learned. Don't do it again. Is there anything that discourages, is there anything that discourages you? Um, the only thing that I fear is when I do it, uh, it would actually harm me. So for those cases, I would actually commune with different forms of spirits. I would ask um, angels to guide me. I would actually ask them, um, am I doing it correct? The funny thing is when they give you these answers, go for it. When you actually feel that energy, go for it. Ah! I'm not gonna stop anything because the angels already gave me this uh, go signal. Do it. But if you ask them, can I do it like this, 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 and this? And then it's already a week now and nobody is answering you, don't do it. <laughs> that's, what, that's their way of telling you, don't do it. If, if, uh, well, sometimes if, if I still, if the, the, the hunger for me to, to still try to do it, I would still, I would now end up, I told you not to do it, but you did it. So this is what happens when you combine this and this. It's not the correct um, set of ingredients. And lesson learned the hard way. <laughs> I was going to ask you that if you ever disagreed with, <laughs> with what, what they advise. Most of the time we have this uh, form of a disagreement with the Encantos. And then, of course, most of the time they would always win. The argument it, it, it's it's i don't know for me it's that hunger for knowledge i really want to see what would happen until it blows out uh, in front of me do you feel like you you are you have a superpower no um i don't feel of having that superpower i mean when i started uh, back in 1998 uh when i learned the basic form of healing and then my first patient was my mom. It's a, there's a funny story behind that one. When my mom learned that I was trying to become a local healer, she told me that she did not raise me to become a local healer. And she was upset about it. And then when I learned to do healing, she was my, she was my first uh, patient. And then she got better. One week after that, uh, my mom went home with another person carrying a little boy, uh, a baby, I think. And then my mom asked, um, can you heal this boy? I was looking at my mom. 
Ma'am, I thought you said you don't want me to become a local healer. So why are you now bringing another person for me to heal? Don't, don't ask more questions, just heal the boy. <laughs> so that, that, that's the funny thing about that one. And then I get the hang of it until such time, um, there was a, 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 a person visited me. Problem is, that was the first time I encountered that problem, that that person is being attacked by uh, a, a higher form of encanto. Unfortunately, uh, I, I, I got beaten by that one. I ended up being sick. I went back to my mentor and told them, I failed. I got sick about this, this, and so I told my mentor what happened, and then I got a bollocking. Did you forget to do this? Did you forget to do this? And did you forget? Oh, and then I okay. I think I did forget those steps. And then bang, bang, bang. It was, and then I got, um, I need to review the steps properly and everything. So over the years of studying healing, managed to develop some, some form of um, enhanced um, abilities also. I mean, I got, uh, I got, became sensitive with different energy forms and managed to, to commune with the spirits and then I managed to develop the, the sight for them. Now I'm able to see them in 3D. I mean, I can actually see their whole form, but some, some people, when they see unseen entities, they only see shadows or silhouettes or something. This happens because the the psychic sense for seeing is not yet 100% developed. So after years of experimenting, practice, meditating, and everything, one of these abilities would now be enhanced. And this will now be your tool to guide you whatever you're doing, right? So I cannot actually say if these are considered as superpowers, but for me, these are developed abilities that a person gains over the years of practicing healing uh, or different uh, healing modalities and everything. Do people come to you to learn? Yeah, I have, uh, uh, I had a group. The, the, the name of the group is uh, called Silid Encanto or Enchanted Room. So what happens is I, I have a group that um, we, we practice. I tell them what to do, um, how to do it, and then hoping that one day, one day that after how many years, that when, when they go out of the world or we go to our separate ways, they will be able to actually perform uh, the different practices that we did. And I am happy to say that the, the, the people in that group are actually performing very, very good mm. right now. I mean, they are able to actually um, do the practices that uh, I shared to them. So it, it's really, uh, what I call this, um, an awesome uh, outcome to see other people being able to actually do the, the practices. And if there's one thing that you could say to, like, say, uh, a, young, a young man who would like to learn or practice what you're doing, what's the best advice you could say? 
for that one, don't limit yourself. There are a lot of things uh, in this world that you, you can actually learn, right? So one is choose one which will be most compatible to you. Don't do anything that will be <clears throat> that will be um, incompatible because you're gonna have a hard time learning that one. So try to find a certain path, a certain modality uh, of whatever practice you do. Once you're there, start learning the basics. Start learning the basic, read on it, and then if if that path tells you to do something or practice something, you do it. I mean, it depends on the time and the effort you actually spend on developing yourself. I mean, I had uh, my mentor keeps on telling me, if you want to open your eyes, your third eye, he, he told me that you need to practice looking at the sun. While looking at the sun, you say this, this prayer. We call it um, the prayer, we call it oration, right? So while looking at the sun, say this oration and then do it um, do it for the next uh, let's say six months every first friday so i did it i followed my mentor's um, advice and everything and then after some time i was surprised okay it started for me it started um i'm seeing silhouettes i'm seeing figures i'm seeing seeing smoky being walking around me I now started seeing orbs. And then after some time, I started seeing forms. Now you can see uh, an actual form of the being in front of you. Until such time, after how many years, the form now becomes the, um, you can now see what I call this, uh, the 3D version of their, uh, what I call this, uh, what do you call this uh, form or something? You keep on going back to the form because the, most of the time, the encounters would take different forms, right? <clears throat> they have this ability to, to, to shape shift or change into different forms. But with practice, you'll be able to actually see the whole, the original form. So if that person really, really wants to develop something, they really have to di um, give their time and effort to study and don't limit themselves. The world is a big place. Um, like uh, my mentor told me, you need to study this for your whole life. And then one of these things that I disagreed, mm, I can't because I still need to go to, to a different place. And then when I arrived, let's say I, arrived, I went to another, to another country. So when I'm on board, uh, I tried to learn the culture of the uh, country. And then after the culture, I would now try to search what are the magical practices of that country. So I would now start uh, reviewing, learning, try to see if I'm able to commune with <clears throat> elemental beings on different countries. And then funny that they actually respond to me. Well, some of them responded negatively, most of them responded, hey, how in the world are you able to communicate with us? You're from the Philippines. We are from Australia. I know. But that, 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 yeah. So that's why I would advise these people who are trying to learn to keep on learning and then devote themselves to that learning. 
and then after some time, they will actually be surprised that they will be able to reach a certain form of development or understanding that, hmm, so that's how it works. That's, how, about that's that, hmm? how about you? What, what best advice have you received that you remember? The, maybe the one in, uh, in Australia and New Zealand. When I was in Australia, I saw this um, pot of land. And then there were really, really big trees. I mean, one of uh, the tour guide told us that these are century-old trees. So we have a limited time going around. And then once I get off this bus, I went straight to that big tree, that century-old tree. Start communing with the uh, with, uh, uh, tree spirits. And then I was surprised that I um, started hearing, jittering, chattering, and everything. And then one of the entities there said, Why are you again? Why are you here in, in, in our tree? Why are you trying to talk to us? Most of the people here doesn't talk to us. Why are you talking to us? So these are the, the, the things that really uh, a moment to me. I mean, being able to communicate to, to another um, entities, especially in another country. This is very interesting. And I, I think it's very helpful to know these things because, you know, in modern science, we're already been talking about your spirit, your energy, by um, mind, body, emotional thing, all well-being. But we're all really talking about energy. So my last question for you is, other than the grounding, you know, um, grounding with the tree, can you give one more advice for the caregivers that they can practically do in the morning and in the evening that will help them? Okay, um, for that one, uh, I go back to the, the spray bottle, right? Uh, in the morning to uh, bring that um, diluted solution of uh, apple cider vinegar and salt, and then bring there, get a trusty crystal, Okay. In the evening, before they go home, um, how should I say it? Don't go straight home. Uh, coming out of work, traveling, right? Don't go straight uh, to your home. Um, leave or give at least five or ten minutes outside before going home. Well, except if it's raining, right? Um, Give that five minutes or ten minutes before going home, and then shrug off this um this uh the energies that you got from work. Okay, once you get home, I don't know if um if our caregivers still get take try to take a bath in in the evening or something. If the, if ever they do take a, a a bath in the evening, I would really suggest if they can do the salt bath. Okay, um prepare. Maybe, um, what do you call this? Um, Epsom salt. They can use this um, uh, Epsom salt and then mix with water, dilute it with water, and then do, do this uh, salt bath. I mean, um, take the bath and then rinse using that water. This water charged with Epsom salt will be a, 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 a good way to actually cleanse you or remove these uh, negative energies that you got uh, uh, from work. And then it will now harmonize your energy and then you go to sleep, right? You rest uh, while resting. Um, 
bring out these crystals, uh, put it this on your bedside and everything. Let the crystal or the organite that you have, let them do their work while healing and then recharging the body. And then on then the, the morning came, you will now be energized and then bring uh, with you your crystals and your um, vinegar solution again. Now, if, if, if they can do um, the basic, uh, what do you call this? Energy meditation or if they can practice Reiki, that was an, another um, energy modality that they can practice wherein they can actually harmonize the energies from within and then put additional barriers or additional layers of um, energy on top of their auric field before going to work. This will now for sure give them uh, a good shield against stress, against the negative energies waiting on their work site, on the work area. Since you, since you can really work with people from, uh, from a distance, especially now that is COVID time, what's the best way to reach you? Um, they can send me a message in, in Facebook. Um, just look for Napoleon Yam or Nap Encanto. Uh, and then they can uh, also search uh, Technomage Corner and then send me a message and then I'll be able, I'm also doing remote healing services. So make sure, please, oh, I think I have your Facebook, but I don't have the other one. So make sure you send me that yes. message oh, again. Because what I promise you is that um, this, your episode, I, you know, we will, all the information will be in the description. Okay. Yes. I, I, I promise that for you so that people can reach out to you and, because I believe in uh, the spirit and the energy and everything that we need to do. You can't, you can't hurt yourself w without using uh, different kinds of tools. And so I thank you so much because I know you have to get up early. So thank you for being here. Thank you very much. You know? And you know, this doesn't have to be the last time we can do it again next time. We'll find another time. And um, I just want also to remind the audience and that, you know, um, we're offering, uh, Quantum Nurse is offering a, a complimentary book, a coaching call. So for whatever topic, and it, the topic may lead to ask also uh, NAP. So just, just feel free. We'd like to build a community and that we could support each other, whether it be a practitioner like me and NAP and all those whom I have invited as guests, but also as a community of just, um, just people who wants to live a rewarding life, you know, because this is a holistic podcast and we'd like to be healthy and manifest that health in terms of being more loving, being more respectful, and empowering ourselves so that no, whatever comes our way will be for our goodness, okay? I usually end NAP with an affirmation or a quantum affirmation. I have these cards like this that I shuffle and every day I get one card and that I intentionally think and say, which, what do I have to focus today? And I, since I have you, I said, what can I share with NAP and the audience today? 
So I have this and I, I say three times in the morning and three times at noon and three times in the evening. If nothing else, three times in the morning and evening. Because that's why I always ask, what can you give us an advice in the morning? Because we sandwich our life so that we set ourselves in the evening, we set ourselves at night. So it says, do everything with love. Learning how to love fully and deeply is the reason I am here on earth. I let my every thought and action be anchored in love. I have unlimited depths of love to give to those around me. Learning how to love fully and deeply is the reason I am here on earth. I let my every thought and action be anchored in love. I have unlimited depths of love to give to those around me. Do everything with love. Learning how to love fully and deeply is the reason I am here on earth. I let my every thought and action be anchored in love. I have unlimited depths of love to give to those around me. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much again to our audience and to NAP. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we hope to listen to more feedbacks from our audience and from even my guests so that we could provide other topics or just in-depth more topic and in the future, maybe we could uh, come up with classes, okay, that we could offer. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you so much.